1: Going on, Colts Nation. The Colts finally win. Uh, of course, they go and beat one of the best teams after getting absolutely smoked a week ago, after we all, or at least me, uh, goes and completely just trashes them. They come out and they respond well. Um, Colts win 20-17 to in their home opener against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, guys, I know you guys were just off of streaming this game. You watched every part of it. Give me your instant reactions to the Colts' first
2: win of the year. Oh, man, I'll tell you right now. It got a little dicey there at the tail end of the second quarter, that offensive line, because to me that was the biggest thing, the offensive line and the way they turned that script. Like I said, the tail end of that second quarter was like,
0: this is a disaster. Everybody's
2: lost it. on the right side of the line and just lost it. But second-half adjustments, they came back in, cleaned up a little bit. You know, it wasn't perfect. I'm not trying to say that. But, guys, we got our first W, and we're starting off 1-1-1, one, one, and one. best start in – The Frank
3: Reich era. Absolutely. That's wild. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, hold on. So here's the thing. Before the stream, like right as we was talking before the stream, I said the key to this game was keep it close. Keep it within one score at halftime because the Colts are a second half team. They play much better in the second half. They did that and was able to make that comeback and win the game in the fourth quarter. And I'll tell you what, I thought – uh man, Ryan on that final drive was spectacular. And you could see it in his eyes. He walked out there after that first completion, that look on his face. He knew he was going to score a touchdown on that drive and win the game. He knew it. You could see it in his face. It was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So that's what in the world? Like, it's so hard with this team to figure out what is this team right now? Because a week ago we were we were like, and myself included, Frank Reich's like, job was on the line. Like, now I think I don't know if you guys were to that extreme. I you know, we maybe did a little bit too much, but like I was honestly just done with him. Like I'm just like if you, you just look like you're pathetic. You didn't look like you wanted to play, and then they come out and you know they. It's weird. I don't understand this team because they play up to their competition. And they play down to their competition. It's just very very strange. What in the world? Do we think about this Colts team three weeks into the season where they've had three different results, guys?
3: We haven't seen the actual Indianapolis Colts yet, even after today. That's what I have to say out of that. Uh, this team has still got mental mistakes going on out there, All right. Now, obviously, Pinter, uh, he was being bullied out there at, at guard, um, but for the first three week or first two weeks, there was a lot of mental mistakes that really cost them games. Right uh, in the first week, it had a lot of missed snaps and uh, missed calls. In the second week, the offensive line uh, wasn't communicating properly. Um, and they hadn't practiced very much uh, against other teams. There's a whole bunch of new people uh, coming together on the team, and they're trying to to, to kind of get cohesion going. And it's been that way for like the last eight years with the Colts, not even in the Frank. It was, this has happened before the Frank Reich era, right, where they start off this really slow, and they they start to pick it up between week three and week six. And the way I see it is this team is Better than what we saw week one and week two. Okay? But uh, I think they can get much, much better uh, the more they play. I I think this is a team that could legitimately become uh, a team that can absolutely be a contender down the stretch. They just have to learn from their mistakes and continue to get better at their communication with one another.
2: Yeah. And for me, I mean – huge, huge getting Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce back today. I mean, in the fourth quarter, you were talking about the look on Matt Ryan's eyes. thing was, is there was a pass where Michael Pittman Jr. catches this thing in the middle of the field. And it was like a 50, 50, uh, the receiver and the defender have both hands on the ball. And you just see Pittman Jr. Wanted it more. He just rips it out of the guy's hand and then extends, you know, the game by 15, 20 more yards. But let's get this right side of the offensive line. I know we, Spoke briefly with Derek before he uh, had ended the stream, and <laughs> and he was talking about Ryan Kelly, Ryan Kelly, and and all I asked Derek to do is look at it because honestly, I felt like Ryan Kelly was more trying to aid and assist the whole right guard situation because, like Warren said, Penner, I mean, he just he's not strong enough. You know, what I mean, if he doesn't get below the defender, he it's it's game over for him. You know, what I mean, it's just game over. And Matt Pryor, I thought played much better this week. You know, and, and we had talked about earlier on the week on our channel, how would Matt Pryor feel without having to look over his shoulder and worry about Bernard Ryman? I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I will say that he came out and he as a whole played much better because last week my I wasn't get rid of everybody, but I was of the ill before we found out about Ryman. I was like, put Ryman at left tackle, move Pryor over to get that right guard solidified. And then just we're used to playing with with undesirable play for the last couple of years at the left tackle spot. But when we started letting it affect our right side right side of our line, Braden Smith, I mean, there's just a lot of things that, like Lawrence said, we haven't seen the best of what this team has. I mean, Shaquille Leonard hasn't even played a snap yet. This defense had a few had a few plays where it really got really got exposed by, you know, the tight ends and stuff. And we knew that. I mean their tight ends are Phenomenal, Kelsey's a stud, you know. But the thing was, was some of the adjustments we saw with uh, Bobby O'Carroll keeping, you know, early in the first.
3: <laughs>
2: but, uh, but like I said, the way this team is getting together, week four, week five, I cannot wait to see the differences that they make. And 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 I still feel like there needs to be an adjustment at that right guard spot for sure. But if we can figure that right guard spot out, I think we will be okay on the left tackle because we showed Mo'Ally Cox and Matt Pryor came in playing with a much much more complete effort last week. It was it was lackluster for my for my preference.
3: Uh, look, I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna shout out a position group: the tight end group played a heck of a game today. Kylan Granson was absolutely clutch today when it came to getting third down catches, making tough catches, making good blocks. Mo Alley Cox was out there playing well. And how about our rookie Jelani Woods? Two catches, two touchdowns. I mean, come on. Uh, he, he shout out to the tight ends. I think they absolutely uh, stood out. We, t- we 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 talked all off season, you know. The two position groups that the Colts, uh, a lot of people wanted to talk about was, you know, the wide receivers didn't have any veterans, and there was no good enough skill position at the tight ends, and our tight end position wasn't good enough, but our tight ends, and uh, you know, they they came out and they played absolutely stellar today, Uh, and and if it wasn't for them, there was no way we had a chance at winning this game.
1: Yeah, guys, I mean, I apologize for the the bad thing, I'm usually not on my phone, but um, and I have, like, 30 people trying to call me, it seems like, right when we try to record, it never fails. Um, but, yeah, no, all that to say, you know, this is something that we had said briefly, I had mentioned on the podcast, just like, where is Jelani Woods at, you know? You have a six-foot-seven tight end, Where aren't you using him, And you know? It's great to see, you know, him and Alec Pierce starting to put in some work, you know, starting to really contribute to this offense, right? We didn't know how much they'd contribute right away, we didn't see much the first couple of weeks, um, so I love to see that, you know, players like Jelani Woods, players like Alec Pierce, they're rising to the occasion and they're helping Matt Ryan, in this offense, you know, finally, you know, be able to get, uh, you know, lifting this offense to where it needs to be. So great to see him. It's like kind of like, a, you know, it's kind of like a just a coming out party for both of them. So I, I love to see it, man. Absolutely love to see it.
3: Oh, and shout out to my new co-host for Believe in Colts. With the game-sealing interception, Rodney McLeod. Wow, that was absolute. and that wasn't just him. That was a defense – the defense as a whole did absolutely phenomenal today. I mean, we held the Kansas City Chiefs under 300 total yards, right? Who was the last team to do that? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell you when the last time a defense held Kansas City to under 300 yards was at the Indianapolis Colts back in 2019 because that that's that's what it seems like this team seemed like they were able to score uh 13 you know within 13 seconds at any time in any game right uh so for the Colts to go out there and, and the defense like you said Loyalists, without Shaquille Leonard uh without Blackman for uh the majority of the game it was a period of time where we was afraid Gilmore wasn't even gonna come back because he was out of the game. And yet still guys come in, stepped up. Dio Odangbo stepped up. Um uh Ode Nigbo stepped up. I saw Taekwond Lewis out there having a game. Uh and hey, I'll tell you what. It hurts me to say this because I feel dirty saying this, but Ben Banigou actually went out there and had a couple plays today and made some plays, and that's good on him. The entire defense stepped up and had a heck of a game.
2: Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll, one more guy, because that's that was today. You know, the young players showing up. I mean, Thomas came in and gave, us, yeah. gave us some really valuable reps at that safety position because – you know, we were still running our same defense, you know, even though we dropped Blackman, you know, Cross and Thomas and McLeod really went out there. And, and I was a little worried whenever, after, you know, the tail end of that first half when Blackman went out, I was like, oh, man, what's this defense going to come back like? What's that communication going to be like? Guys, <laughs> even with our backup safeties, we held this dynamic Kansas City Chiefs team. Well, what they scored in the second half? I, I don't even, you know, wasn't it like, field goal or something. I mean, I don't even remember. Yes. You know, I'm yes. so amped up. I mean, it, they, there was nothing second half with our defense. Yeah, I mean, our defense was, wasn't was always put in the best of situations, but they absolutely, and then special teams. Holy heavens. Special teams set the tone early and often, and it was really the rest was history after that.
1: Yeah, awesome. And shout out to Chase McLaughlin, two of two on field goal. to get a 51-yarder. Great to see him. Chase McLaughlin picking up where he left off. uh, And none of them kicked off out of bounds either. Hey, we'll take that. You know, I'll take competence at kicker any day. It's like the flip the script almost, you know, like Kansas City known for, you know, the one of the best kickers with Butker being out, you know, they miss a potential, like, you know, huge field goal. Um, So yeah, man, those little things, they matter. Obviously the Colts not perfect by any stretch, but. It's good to see them starting to get confidence because I think there's a lot of questions like, okay, is, you know, after last week, you know, where's this locker room at? You know, have they lost the locker room, you know? Um, So great to see them going out and doing that, man. But a lot to clean up, like you said, and uh, we will, uh, we'll take the win, but uh, we'll see, man, because next week's an important game because Tennessee also won today. So, you know, it's a battle for that top of the division right now. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for tuning in. I appreciate you both for hopping in today and covering for both Derek and myself. Um, always great, uh, to, you know, give new voices to you guys and obviously guys go check out Lawrence and uh, loyalist channel over there and you guys do great work and we really appreciate, uh, your time today. Hey, thanks for having us, Bob. Yep.
3: Yep. Hey, always right. here to help a friend out, man.
1: Yeah. Appreciate that. And thank you everybody who tuned in. I think you said, He had 1.5 to 600 people in there. That's amazing. So, all you guys should go the whole time. So, all you guys should go check out uh, their channel. Um, Get them to where are you guys at right now? I haven't checked in a minute.
3: Pushing 2,800.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get them to 3K. I don't think that should be a problem. So, be sure to go help them out, guys. And uh, yeah, Uh, (laughs) great win. Great win. I'm happy to eat my words today. I thought the Colts had no shot. Happy to eat my words.
3: It's it's better to predict a loss and win than predict a win and lose, right? That's, true. That's
1: <laughs> true. Very true. That's how I did last week, and I wasn't as disappointed as maybe I would have been if I was fully confident in this team. So but hey man, we'll see we'll see how the Colts respond next week. It's a big game, uh, potentially division changing game. Um we'll see. But uh yeah, will for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts.